with the with the book. So I don't know if you can understand what she's saying. No. This is. We want to read a book. You, you gotta read, read a, book? a book. This is just, uh, I guess, a learned behavior from skyping with her grandparents. She doesn't even say hello to them anymore. They just they say, "Oh hi," and she says, "I want to read a book," and then yeah. they read her a book. Wow. So she doesn't understand why someone would be on Skype not I reading her read a, book. a book. I see. Yeah, you gonna read a book. I'm not gonna read a book right now. It's almost time for bed. Welcome to Bruce Day Tuesday podcast episode 513. Here's your host, Zach Nakashian. <laughs> Thank you, Ira Glass. Appreciate it. Um, feels good to be here in the hosting seat. Uh, with me, as always, is Sam Ginsberg, the uh, millhouse of podcasting. Um, <laughs> now, I hope you mean... Uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon, not Milhouse from Simpsons. Is that what you hope? Is that better? <laughs> Honestly, they're both pretty bad. I don't. I don't know who's the who's the coolest, flyest Milhouse. Is it me? Now I guess it's you. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. My claim to fame. And Mike as well. Thank you for that intro. Oh, you're welcome. I need to work on an actual Ira Glass impression, though. I got it. Be like. You need to say um more than people would expect. Yes, he do, he does not uh, vamp well, I will say. Um, but I feel like he has a good prepared intro for this American life, you know, where he's just sort of like, today we're talking about love, loss, and uh, new puppy, and we'll be. Yeah, but I tell you the articles three minutes before the show starts, so you don't really have time to to can you that. You do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I still haven't still haven't skimmed these, so that's okay. You're not the host. Okay. We'll do it live. Yeah, that's right. Uh, today on this American Life, we'll be talking about light, hands, and foam. Hell yeah! Is then we gonna try a beer or? Oh yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, you beer? Sam, you're not uh, anything today. Uh, what do you have? What are you drinking? You can go first. I w- I would like to think I'm not anything most days. Uh, but true to form for me as a nothing, I have equilibrium's, it says equilibrium and also southern grist. So maybe this is a collabo. Control loops, double India pale ale. When I bought this, I thought it was, um, in some way fruit loops themed. But now that I'm looking closer at it, I can't find any evidence of that. So it's the type of thing where I want this to be Fruit Loop flavored, but also if it's not, I'm not allowed to be mad because they didn't tell me it was. Did they spell loops, uh, you know, the same way you spell fruit with two O's? Because that's a dead giveaway. L-double-O-P-S. Hmm, very interesting. Sounds like Fruit Loops to me. This is a very hazy IPA. And I'm not the biggest fan of hazy IPAs, but... Since I was looking for Fruit Loops, I'm less mad about it. Like, they may have accidentally made me less mad. Because um, it doesn't say it's a fruity or hazy on here, but it is. 
but it, it says loop, and the word loop automatically makes me go, you're allowed to be a hazy IPA. Um, so far, I like this. I don't usually find uh, a hazy IPA at an 8.5, uh, so I'm appreciating that. And there's nothing here that's bad, just stuff that's not to my taste. Excellent. Uh, Mike, what do you have this week? Uh, I have Medusa Brewing Company's... Here, can you guys read this real quick? Ducho? Duchovny. Oh, oh I, yeah, you had to scroll. All right. It's Dave, yeah, David Duchovny. I had to kind of roll. That would have been easier to show. Anyways, um, so I thought this said Dutch Oven, which is why I bought it, but uh, <laughs> it says Duchovny. Uh, We've both been misled by our own bad brains. This I week. know. It turns out neither of us can read uh, can read at all, as evidenced by me trying to read a book and your lovely daughter saying, fuck that noise. Yeah, um, that's, that's how I have trained her to speak, so that's how she speaks. That's right. Anytime someone tries to read, you just tell them to fuck right off, uh, is what Sam says. Uh, it's 5.2% alcohol by volume, and uh, I think I said it's a Pilsner. Uh, this has a medal on it. Uh, this won the gold, well, it won the gold award at the World Beer Cup uh, for the Bohemian-style Pilsners. I don't know if that means a gold medal or if that's just, like, an award they give out, but uh, this is an award-winning beer I'm drinking here. Um. That's interesting. It has a bit of a kick at the end that you don't typically get from a Pilsner, and I'm trying to decide if it's the hops or if it's, like, a little boozier than tastes a little boozy, which, like, 5.2%, it really shouldn't, but it kind of, like... Maybe a little bite of yeast like a, there? Maybe. Yeah, it kind of hits, like, a like a really heavy um, ABV beer at the end, um, like a little sweet and a little bitter. I don't know. It's probably the hops. I'm going to go with that. Uh, just like a little hoppier than your average Pilsner. Um, Luckily, you don't have to make that distinction now. You have 40 to 60 minutes, depending on how funny we are. That's right. We'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. Uh, over to you, Zach. Yeah, I've got um, Indeed Brewing's Flavor Wave IPA. I read this correctly when I bought it. I knew what it was. Um, it me. is... <laughs> Uh, it's 6.2% ABV, um, kind of like a cloudy straw color, uh, poured with a delightful, um, head of small white bubbles that have since kind of dissipated. That's just nice. And now that I'm in like my summer good times mood, I feel like when I'm on the podcast in the winter, I try to get weird stuff that I think I'm going to hate as sort of like a form of, uh, entertainment, like touching a hot stove when you're bored. Um, and now I'm in my, like, I'm just going to get some, some shit I like. Uh, and this is a perfectly adequate, mildly hazy IPA. It is, I've noticed over the last few years, getting harder and harder to find non-hazy IPAs. Like, it's getting sort of annoyingly hard. Uh, I, I mean, obviously that's my experience. It doesn't say that it's hazy anywhere the fuck on here, but where we find ourselves. It does feel like a few years ago, every brewery was like, great, we can stop filtering everything. <laughs> yeah, it's going exactly. to save us uh, half a cent per unit to not add Whirlflock to this, to, to take the impurities out, and all of a sudden people will like that. Not how I feel. Well, and I don't know if that just coincides with me hitting my 30s, but like, I feel like that has led to more 
uh, punishment the next day for drinking a couple hazy beers than it would a couple of nice clear ones. That's very interesting. I haven't noticed uh, any correlation between the degree of haze and the hang, but um, I've also not been taking super uh, delicate notes. I don't know. I just feel like I, feel, I kind of maybe it's because the the hazy ones tend to be heavier anyways. But I kind of feel like more like shit after drinking drinking too much hazy beer. I got a lot of miles on my liver, so it's tough to tell these days what uh, <laughs> the natural wear and tear versus any individual thing. Uh, um, but let's you know we've got a couple of controversial topics today in the articles. Um, one of which I think is definitely going to get us. Uh, kind of frothing at the mouth, uh, why more foam makes for the best something that thumbnail ends. I imagine it's going to say beer or something, a <laughs> beer drinking experience, and always has a bold article from phys.org. That's P-H-Y-S. Yeah, 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 not F-I-Z-Z. Uh, I, f- I forget if either of you guys were on for, we did an article about something called the milkshake pour. Were either of you guys on that? Mm-mm. And it's like, basically the idea is you brew a beer and pour it in a specific way in a specific glass such that you pour it and it's 90, 95% head. And like, that's how it's supposed to be served. And when we did that article, I yelled about like, how bad that was from just a, a cost perspective, because if you take 10 minutes and let that shit settle, you've sold two ounces of beer as though it were 10 ounces of beer, and no one else was mad about that, but this uh, kind of uh, raises my hackles in that regard. Like, are we saying beer should have a little bit of head, which is the thing I agree with, or are we saying beer should have a crazy amount of head uh, so we can steal from the consumer. So there's a couple claims being made here in this article, and um, it seems to be, one, this person's a big old baby, because there's a little bit of belly aching going on, quite literally, about how if you don't have enough head on your pour, you get gassy and bloated because the CO2 stays dissolved in the beer. And like, first of all, there shouldn't be enough CO2. Like, there's not so much CO2 in these balloons that it's going to, like, inflate you as a person. Like, maybe just burp a little bit. You're going to be okay. Uh, but they are actually saying that historically beers used to get poured straight up and down. They had to scrape foam off of that. And that brought out, uh, kind of more subtle flavors out of the beer and also stopped it from, uh, you know, making y'all gaseous. Uh-huh. That actually was a thing when I was in, uh, the Netherlands, we went to something called the Heineken experience, mm-hmm. which was mostly dumb as fuck. But one part was, like, uh, pour a beer in this simulation, and we'll s- tell you how good a job you did. And it was all about, uh, like, making sure there was a lot of foam, but not too much foam. And and everyone was like, and the flavor is different because of how much foam there is. And I was like, can I have a side-by-side comparison? And everyone was like, shut up, you goddamn Americans. Uh <laughs> I might be slightly misremembering this, but uh, I was told that the like excess of foam was a feature, not a bug, and I was that was never proven to me. Yeah, I mean it's going to taste like Heineken either way. 
Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm on record and I think uh Boris uh might go to the mattresses with me about this. Like all of the beers that are like, oh yeah, you only think they suck because you've only had them in America, uh like Heineken and Guinness, I think suck in Europe and suck at home. Uh but some people will tell you that uh, Guinness is great across the pond. Any, w- would you like to say anything there, Boris? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had this discussion last time I was on, and I think I, I'll just correct the record for a minute. I said Heineken <laughs> is better in the Netherlands than it is in the U.S., such that I actually enjoy it. And I think if you're walking around uh, Amsterdam on a hot day, a nice uh, frosty Heineken is actually quite a pleasant experience. I think you're enjoying uh, Holland on a hot day. You're not actually enjoying Heineken. It's just there tagging along, but that's... Yeah, I think I'm just throwing out that I think it's it's best in class in that city in, like, the class of, like, nice light beer, you know? Um, sure. I'll give you that. Anyways. So, yeah, so uh, we were in Ireland uh, a few weeks ago, and I got to do the, the Guinness test, and uh, Sam, you're gonna hate this. I fucking loved it, dude. I fucking That's knew you were it. going to. You're weak. <laughs> so you're weak of mind that. and body, boy. I don't know how to explain it to you, man. Like the mouthfeel is different. The like hop profile is a little different, uh, and it just like I don't know. It's like this cloudy, rainy country, and then you get into this cute little wooden pub, and there's like a full pint of Guinness sitting there, and it's just the most beautiful sight, and it's delicious. I'm going to go there on sabbatical, and I'm going to have a Guinness from an Irish tap and really enjoy it, and it's going to be the worst day of my life. You're going to have to, have to admit so much shit to myself. I mean, i got to throw out there, too. It's like it's unlike any other beer, and I think Guinness like has that kind of pro- property already that there's not a lot of like nitro stouts that are very widely known, I guess, like. Especially I don't know where at I would like go. four, four, five percent or whatever it is. I was gonna say a super light, yeah. Style. Yeah, like if there was like a beer scavenger hunt, I feel like a good, really challenging item might be like go find a light stout that is not Guinness, like in a par- in a bar somewhere. Like sure, because um, they would be porters, which uh, I would argue Guinness is. Sure. You so, can take it up with the Guinness factory. I'll do no such thing. They'll beat me with pipes. <laughs> yeah, you might you might get beaten. Um, another thing that I very much appreciate about Guinness is that I think Guinness Zero, for my money, is the best non-alcoholic beer out there uh, in terms of actually sort of satisfying the same craving as uh, as a Guinness. That's one where I'll give it to Heineken. Because I yeah. had, I did a, a side by side comparison Heineken with Heineken Zero, and I was like, I can tell that this one is Heineken Zero, but if I didn't have them side by side, I would not have been able to tell you. Which I don't actually like Heineken, but if you're if you're masquerading as an NA beer, that's what you want is to. Is to be like, oh, practically this thing you want. Look, I feel like there's a, a wisdom in if you're going to make an inferior version of something, pick something that, like, is kind of sucky because the gap is going to be lower. Like, yeah. I think when people remake 
movies and stuff. It's like you should remake a shitty movie and make it better. Like I'm not, I don't, no one fondly remembers like Gremlins two. Like you'd be like, we're gonna do Gremlins two again. We're gonna try to like get a more cohesive story. We're gonna not have the sexy Gremlin. That was weird. Uh, that was confusing for everybody. Um, but like. I feel like that's the thing, like a non-alcoholic beer, like, yeah, we'll just do like a Heineken. You're like, yeah, it tastes pretty close. Scratch that Heineken itch of like, not amazing. Aren't so they, I think that's genius. Gonna, aren't they going to remake uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in that vein? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, we really we really goofed this one the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait for M. Night Shyamalan to secretly be involved in this one, too. What a tweet. <laughs> Do you think he was pissed that they had to like hide him in marketing for things? Like he he got so radioactive after like Lady in the Water that they had to like pretend he wasn't involved in things. He if man, he didn't he really... get it. He's so far up his own ass. Like he had to see how his stock was going, i.e. straight down. Oh, M Night. Do you think his first name is Morning? I think his name is Morning Night Shyamalan. I think you could probably just Google that. Eh. I'd, I think it's Shyamalan. I choose to believe. Speaking of things you can Google, how is Mike's life going? Uh, bro, I just gave you the content. I said, uh, said we went to Ireland and I had Guinness and it was fucking delicious. Did that count as Does that count as I think, I, as host, it counts. Um, I can tell you I think, about. I went to Alabama the week after Ireland uh, for Equally a wedding. cultured. Yep. One similarity, yep. one difference. Go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I, okay, so we went uh, for, like, a long weekend. Uh, by that, I mean we went out Friday morning because on Friday night they did an Indian wedding. So the guy was Indian, and the girl is just, like, a white Christian girl from Alabama. And so they did a Indian wedding on Friday night and a Christian wedding on Saturday. And I don't know if Zach you guys had exactly the same reaction as me, which is, which was, this is about to be racist as fucking fuck. And then they were like, no, 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 Indian, Indian, not Indian, Indian. And then, oh, oh, okay, cool. I think you guys are racist for a. Story. It was Alabama. It was prejudicial. It wasn't racist. I assumed those white people were racist. <laughs> no, uh, but I don't know. Have you guys ever? Have either of you been to an Indian wedding before? Mm-mm. They are fucking lit. Let That's me tell all you, I've ever heard is that they're super fun. Let me and tell I you, like, I gotta make some Indian friends. Compared to this boring ass shit we did on Saturday, where we all went into a church and sat there, uh, Indian weddings are the best. Should have done the Christian wedding first. Yeah, that was a huge mistake. Yeah, boy, it really. Yeah, uh, they they did not save the best for last there. What's the bar yes. situation like at an Indian wedding? Are we are we still looking at like five year for free, or or are we uh, more concerned? The bar. Yeah, of course the bar. It's a booze podcast, dude. Five year. Sorry, I just didn't understand the follow up question. Uh, the bar was there. It was an open bar. It was oh, good. Still, still good selection and everything. It was, it was pretty lit. Yeah, I will say the quality of bartenders in Birmingham, Alabama, was uh, subpar at best. Um. Mm. Are there any names you'd like to drop? <laughs> you know, well, here on the Thursday Tuesday podcast, we have a lot of influence. So if you want it's me to cool. shame yeah. anybody. Yeah, Shirley. Fuck you, Shirley. Uh, here's how you make <laughs> Moscow Mule. Ginger beer, vodka, lime. Not whatever the fuck you did. 
Did she put it in a copper mug? You're supposed to put it in a copper mug. No, but, like, I can forgive that at a wedding. It's like, we're all here. We're just trying to churn through the line. Like, whatever. Make me. That's why I picked it. I was like, here's a quick drink you can make. Two ingredients. This bartender went and got uh, whiskey, uh, lime, simple syrup, and uh, ginger beer. And put that together and handed it to me. And I said, thank you. And I walked away because I am not going to fight someone on this. It's like a 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> yeah, it was a whiskey sour is what he gave me. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, Maybe was, they just don't have vodka because what with how much they hate Russia. They love Russia down there, probably. Yeah. Man, it's, like it's the, so hard to tell. I feel like it, we went from the Deep South went from the biggest to smallest Russia haters, and I didn't they, notice it happening. They still hate communism, though, which is really confusing. Yeah. Well, it's like when the uh, parties switched in, like, the 60s, when they were just like, oh, nope, we're the other one now. <laughs> we're racist now. Back off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking, like, if that happened to us now, like, I would be, I would be quaking in my skivvies to register Republican. Like, even if even if that was the party that was saying, like, let's help poor people and gay people and black people, I'd still be like, are you sure? Am I allowed? This feels too naughty. I feel like I was getting tricked. Um, yeah, that is, uh, I feel like the, the Indian wedding, on the, that's just so sick. I'm so jealous. But see, I was thinking, Sam, you, you mentioned wanting to have more Indian friends. And I was thinking how difficult that must be for you to achieve, given you're a software developer. Like, where are you even going to make Indian friends? If I stay perfectly still. No. <laughs> I did have a borderline, I did have a borderline uh, kind of racist interaction with uh, one of the people from, the white person from Alabama who was sort of like, oh, what do you do? Nah. For and I was like, oh, I'm a software engineer. And she was like, oh, you must feel right at home then. <laughs> That's actually fucking hilarious. The same vein of joke that Zach just made, but to just spout that off at a dead serious at a uh, person you just met was a, a choice. Well, so yeah. were there a lot of software developers there, or was it just one or two and a lot of brown people? Sam, I did not go around taking a straw poll of everyone's profession. Well, maybe this person you were talking to had spoken to every individual at this event before you and it was mm-hmm. 75% software developers and now you're the asshole. Mm. All right, maybe. You're right. Well, I'm going to have to give I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just asking questions. Was uh, this a, a woman you were speaking with uh at the wedding who did this to you? It was. Oh yeah, so you, I'm going to side Alabama law goes white man every time. Mike was correct just by <laughs> Alabama home court advantage. That's oof, that's a harsh thing. Yeah, why, why hadn't uh, Boris's wife beaten her to a pulp at this point? What is this about? Oh, man. Um, going back to this foamy article here, I, I have another bone to pick with this thing. Just the, the idea that this author is like, you're supposed to pour it with a bunch of foam. It's like, have you never been made fun of in college before for pouring a beer bad? Not in uh, Europe. <laughs> That's cultural differences. They, That's his whole fucking article is cultural differences. Well, yeah, they call it uni there, so they're probably all confused. Um, 
but yeah, I just think it's crazy. Um, and if I was in a bar and they poured me a bunch of foam, needed like a gross scraper that I don't know if they cleaned to scrape all the foam off of the top of my beer where I'm going to put my mouth. And then I had to wait for five minutes for it to deflate enough to drink. I'm like, hey, man, I could have finished this beer and bought a second beer in the time uh, that you've wasted foaming it up for me so I can appreciate the subtleties of another Czech Pilsner. Like, thanks a lot. <laughs> it, it almost makes me be like, yeah, sure, pull one from the tap, but I know you're going to do your weird scrapey thing. Put another glass behind it so you can scrape the scrapings into another glass because I'll drink those too. I've paid for them. <laughs> I the scrapings, damn it. <laughs> Sam, do you remember at some point we went, I, I'm going to say we because I don't actually remember who all was there, but I know Brian Smith was there. Uh, we went to that uh, barbecue place in Madison that had a ton of beers uh, to watch like an NFL game. And, oh, yeah, yeah, Brickhouse, Brickhouse. And they had like a bucket that they were kind of putting under each tap when they poured to like get a, the first drop of, of beer from each one. I don't remember that element of being a brick house. Well, guess I have what a happened? very specific brick house memory that I don't think is what you're talking about, and I think probably Zach knows what I mean. Oh. Is it that girl with the huge butt who was our waitress that one time? Because that's what I was thinking of. I don't remember if this individual had a huge butt or not. I just remember there was a, a party of, like, ten of us and went around – taking drink orders from everybody, and everyone's getting beer or wine or a mixed drink. And you were the last person she came to, and you ordered a Moscow mule or whatever, and she carded you. Oh, no, see, that was and, a man. And everyone and just me. It was screamed bullshit. how fucking funny that was that we all got through and you got carded and you're a little bitch boy. I'm not going to apologize for moisturizing. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> But I do remember a different time we went with another large party, and uh, everyone was getting beer. Uh, Alan drank, like, two glasses of bourbon, basically, while we were there. And uh, this is obviously pre-marriage. Uh, I'm pretty sure he left his phone number on the bill. And I hope he tips more than, like, you know, your standard. <laughs> like, how lame is it to tip, like, 15% leave your phone number? Well, you gotta, you gotta show her that you're stacking, I suppose. Yeah, you don't make money by spending it on tips. I guess as as far as harassing uh, service staff is concerned, leaving your phone number on the on the receipt is about as good as it gets because you're not making anybody feel uncomfortable. Probably what's happening is she sees that and sh- and says, "That's the tenth one today. I'll throw that in the trash with the other ones, and it's, oh, yeah. and it's fine." Because He's not, you know, cornering her or making her, you know, feel outwardly uncomfortable. He's just like, do you like me? And she's like, no, dude, no. shut up. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. And, and everyone can move on with their lives. And, you know, he doesn't feel like a dickhead either. He put yeah, himself yeah, yeah, out there. She probably never saw it anyway. Do you I got excited. Like, she's getting a million dollar tip. And then she was like, oh, wait, fuck. Do you think that move has ever once worked? Of course. In the history of mankind, absolutely it has. No way. Just like a customer leaving their phone number on the bill? Yes. Yes, because, I mean, especially with a good tip. Because, I don't know, you, if, the, if the service person thinks, 
that person is physically attractive and kind of just puts that back to their head. Like, I'm not going to make a move, but I'm noting that this person yeah. is physically attractive. And then they give me this. I'm like, I okay, two out of two. And then you see, a, you know, a solid 20% or whatever. You're like, okay, what do I have to lose? Like, yeah, at the very it's least, they'll, they'll, they'll take me out to dinner. And if they're lame, then free dinner. And you know, yeah. the wait staff wherever they take you. What, what if they do the same move when they're out with you? They do it at every restaurant. Ooh. They just, they think they're, they think you, you're supposed to do it. They're like, that's how my dad taught me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do it at every restaurant. Your phone number in case there's any problem. You're talking about, my, yeah, my credit card doesn't go through it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just every uh, restaurant I go to, I always leave my phone number on the bill just in case, you know. I'm just some big fucking himbo and I don't know any better. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, not knowing any better, speaking of, uh, speaking, I don't want to use, okay, we're going to go himbo transition. We're going straight to Voltron. The only himbo for me, uh, made out of connected lion robots. Um, Porchdrinking.com, we're talking uh, cartoon tie in for alcohol. Maybe would be controversial. However, it's a cartoon that no one alive remembers uh, at all, um, unless you're in your 40s. So <laughs> let's talk Voltron sponsorship. Uh, uh, I think we might have yeah, lost but... Boris, which is a shame because he's um, the old one here. <laughs> we'll have to see if he know if he remembers actually watching Voltron on TV and not just hearing about it through the zeitgeist. Because I feel like. Back in, or? I don't have that power. I don't know how fuck Skype works. He's in the call to me. I'm gonna call him. It might accidentally put you on hold, and I'm sorry if so. We'll we'll figure it out. It didn't even kill the recording, so I'm very curious if that, um, if just you sitting in silence. We have to figure out a way to add him back. Can't he just go to Skype and click join in the call? We don't know. Like he's a fool. Everyone knows he's a fool. <laughs> he's back. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. And so. it didn't kill the recording. Okay, cool. So this is going to be a pain in the dick to edit, but I don't have to stitch it together. Whatever. You just cut it in one place and pop it in the next, right? Can't be that Pop hard. it in here. Ladies. There you go. Uh, but the ladies' love definitely is Voltron, the series that I never once watched on TV. Um, have any of you all actually, like, as a child watching Voltron? Um, is Voltron... Is Voltron a Power Rangers thing? Jesus, that's the Megazord. Um, stupid um, fucking question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what is Voltron? Sorry. So if you go to porchdrinking.com, you'll see a picture of what Voltron looks like right at the top of the article. You don't even have to read any words. It is That's a lion made of other lions, basically. The second paragraph says, Voltron was a popular animated television series that originally aired in the mid-1980s. Centered around a team of young pilots controlling a group of robot lions that combine to form Voltron, a gigantic robot warrior. So yeah, in a way it is just Power Rangers. But it's, 
they are diverged, right? Because I kind of, I I had a Power Rangers phase, you know, at six or seven or whatever, and I think at some point in the back of my head, I picked up Voltron as part of that whole scene. But Voltron yeah. was its own thing, and I didn't know that. Yeah, Voltron, its own thing. Still a, a giant mech made out of other smaller robots that all could be found in, like, the 12-pack Crayola colors. Like, these are, like, your basic childhood colors combining into a, a mega robot. So very, very similar. Um, which is why I feel like it's not problematic at all that there's a cartoon tie-in with alcohol, which typically would be, like, a no-no. This is from the mid-fucking 80s. No one, kids today don't give a shit about Voltron. No one's going to buy Four Hands Brewing because they're a child. And they yeah, worst-case scenario is someone in their late 30s learns how fun it is to get drunk. <laughs> oh, Voltron says it's cool. I guess it's fine. He's been waiting for the okay from Voltron this whole time. <laughs> yeah, this dude was so straight-edge, but now he's about to get fucked up and learn to be cool. It's the back of the can says, like, premarital cohabitation is fine. You're like, damn, Voltron. You're not Catholic at all. If anyone listening had their first drink because Voltron said it was okay, please email us at brucetuesdaypodcast at gmail.com because I'd love to have you on the show. I'm just glad there's finally a beer targeting uh, middle-aged, uh, what I'm going to assume are white men. <laughs> finally. finally. <laughs> the, woke mob, the woke mob lost. <laughs> we have our Voltron beer. Yeah, I'm quitting. I'm quitting Bud Light, and I'm moving to Voltron beer because <laughs> you know that beer is super manly. I guarantee it's a hazy IPA. What is it? Um, it is a uh, super citrusy IPA. <laughs> yep, that means hazy. Yeah, that's a hazy IPA. That's too afraid to admit to being a hazy IPA. Seven point five ABV. Ooh, it's got all sorts bad. of hops in it. That's a, a hefty little boy. Um. And it's just in downtown St. Louis. Uh, it looks like we are, it's exclusively in the statewide distribution. So Missouri folks, you finally have something to live for. It's this Voltron beer for Four Hands Brewing. Boris, where does Curtis live these days? Uh, he is still in Minneapolis. Then he's closer than us. Tell, tell him to drink this shit and tell you about it and never explain why. All right. I will do that right away. <laughs> I'm getting on it right now, boss. <laughs> oh, he's typing. Good, good, good. Oh, God. <laughs> so th- there's nothing in here. There's nothing really going on. They just, they're just making this. That's the article. They're doing it. Um, Sam, I'm pretty sure you're about as close to St. Louis as Minneapolis is. I was going to say, so there's no way I'm, they're closer. I'm quite bad at geography. Quite bad. Um. Sam, even though you're bad at geography, what are you doing in your life that presumably you're better at than geography? Oh, oh, so so studying math. Re- I would do my content because um, mm-hmm. I'm about to uh, flip on you guys. We're going to do a little bit of uh, um, TTRPG action. Ooh, okay. All right. The characters, your own selves. The system, no dice. Don't worry about it. No, I'm kind of disappointed. Um. You're your own self. Now try and get in the character as you. Okay. Uh, at 3.15 in the morning, one of your children starts screaming. What do you do? I run in there, right? Yeah, run in there. Burst open the door. Yeah. Uh, well, I probably walk in because I feel like a child screaming at 3 in the morning is not 
I'm not going to kick down the door, right? I gotta, you gotta respect the the wood. You don't I knock because I'm polite. I'm a cool dad. I knock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I always knock and then open the door because I'm, I'm like at some point I'm going later. to have to start knocking and waiting. But this child is two and a half years old. So she doesn't understand that she's supposed to say, "I've hidden my drugs. You're welcome to come in now." <laughs> she's not. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Clear the right. Right. <laughs> One day I'll I'll be like daughter of mine. Can I chief your kind? And then we'll be best friends. Um, but what actually happened is uh, I went in there and three sex was uh, right on my heels. You're both married, so you can understand what it would feel like to have a wife just behind you, making sure you're doing an doing okay right. job. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, she's not there to help. She's there to supervise. Uh, I think she's waiting to see how shit falls to decide what Mm -hmm. she's there for. Okay. Um, And your child has vomited on herself and her sheets. What do you do? Uh, You gotta, you gotta divvy up the work. I think one, one person takes the child and one person takes the, the soiled clothing and the laundry and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, You guys are totally correct. Uh, Emily, I go, yeah, I go bundle the sheets. I threw the kid in the bath because th- there are there are two things that need to happen, and it's easiest if you do them separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, chucked her in the tub, sprayed her down, uh, got her in some PJs, and then she just wanted to snuggle. And hey, I can't blame you. It's you know at this point. Four-ish in the morning, all I want to do is uh, fall asleep. So if what you want to do is fall asleep on me while I fall asleep, that sounds great. Um, Which is what I thought was going to happen. And then she vomited all over me. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, So at this point, I I still had a T-shirt on. And so she puked on me on on my shirt. And then, like, it was very evident that she had more puking to do and was looking around uh-huh. for, like, where am I supposed to puke? And we did have a puke bucket, but it was too far away. Like, if I had tried to get her to the bucket, I just would have dumped my shirt puke everywhere. Yeah. So I was so just... just got to eat it at that point. I would you hold your hands out? Like, you I, cup your hands like a real dad? I, I, I held my shirt out. And I was like, right here, right here, right here, right here. And she did do that. Wow. What a hero. Uh, and now, uh, what would each of you guys do? Probably uh, waddle to the toilet. You know, set her down, be like, I'm going to be right back. And I, you waddle to the toilet, and you just drop you drop the puke in. Yeah, presumably there's someone else in the party who can help out here. You didn't split the party, did you? The someone else in the party is obviously Emily. But the issue, I think, with your play there, Zach, is there's a different child asleep. So you can't make that much noise. You just have to lie there covered in puke saying, oh, please don't cry. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. Until the <laughs> other until the other grown-up gets there to help, which takes only a minute and a half, but is a really bad minute and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is- 
frankly, this RPG sucks, first of all. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I was going to put it on, like, itch.io or something like that, but um, I've gotten a lot of negative feedback, so that's just my content for the week. That sounds horrible. Um, well, thank you Taka for taking I, this long for the ride. Uh, yep, yes, thank you for that. Taco and I, because you texted our group chats, we were supposed to see you yesterday. Um, and uh, Taco and I were taking bets on which kid it was, and I said definitely older one, because that age is like the puking peak. That's where you're in your prime. Like, 15 is gymnastics, but like, two that's vomiting prime. Like, that's, like, full projectile, more volume than you should have in your if, body. If there was a bet there, you picked the right kid. It was the that only was me, kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, wa- I did mean to ask you, because uh, we were supposed to go to a friend of the show, Alan's house, for a, a weird brunch thing, and he said he was going to do... I want to get the words right. French toast on the grill. He did that thing. He did. Tell me about French toast on the grill, because I was like, that sounds like it sucks. So it was better than I expected. Um, French toast on the grill one. So friend of the show, Alan, uh, infamously hates eggs. Like does not like eggs whatsoever. Despite the fact that he's obsessed with getting yoked. Yes. Um, But so he's hosting a brunch, and I'm like, all right, well this is gonna be a strange brunch because. You know he's not, you know, there's not going to be any eggs available. Yeah, look, you can't have a brunch without eggs. Well, don't get me started. Uh, and, yeah. We so were he, going to make a scramble uh, of potatoes and eggs with a little bit of, like, uh, fake sausage and impossible mm-hmm. sausage whatever. That's what we were going to bring, and then, obviously, we didn't come. But we wanted to make That's sure that fake meat and eggs and potatoes were all represented. I mean, that's actually really smart. Uh, um, Alan's brother ended up making some, some scrambled eggs. That was allowed. Alan allowed it to occur under his roof, uh, which was very big of him. But the, the French toast on the grill, first of all, very eggy French toast. Like, these things were saturated with eggs, which I was shocked by, given Alan's uh, previously, you know, concrete, firm disdain uh, for the ovum. Um, and Was he eating the toast? Oh, hell yeah. He, first of all, he made a fuck ton. Uh, like an absolute, uh, just insane amount of French toast. We took some home with us. Uh, but it turned out actually like shockingly well on the grill. It got more of like a char on it than you definitely would get on a, in a pan. Uh, like the heat was definitely higher, but the inside like very custardy and nice. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. They had homemade, uh, not at their home, maple syrup, like from the in-laws. I guess that's like what their in-laws like grandparents thing that they do is, is make maple syrup. That's a grandparent-ass move. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, honestly, it was a super fun time. We jammed some cans the old-fashioned way. Um, and, uh, yeah, all, all in all, a delightful day was had by all. I feel a little targeted there, Zach. Do you want to just air it out? Um, Sam got the official can jam. The official one. It's uh, because... We were using brew buckets, and consistently, every year, we left one of the buckets in the yard, and just the plastic warps to the degree where if you throw a Frisbee and it hits the bucket, the bucket explodes. (laughs) This happened a number of times. 
Yeah, we had to replace those buckets a lot. Also, we would inevitably, like, end up with a little bit of beer or a little bit of water in them and then stack them, and then one of them was real moldy. Mm-hmm. And, also, th- and then it's like, am I going to bleach this shit for three weeks or are going to pay $9 to replace it? And then we hit a point where it's just like, let's stop doing the brew buckets. Let's just do the real ding-dang thing so we got the uh, official can jam situation. Um, so I, yeah, as a housewarming, someone got me what is not the official can jam, but is like some sort of knockoff official can jam, but it has like the slot in the front and it's incredibly uh, easy to jam for those of us who were trained on the buckets. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I mean, so I, I would have to test these out. Because it's just so wild to do a knockoff because the original is really quite inexpensive. But, uh, the, the width of the official is, it's much greater than the width of the, of a brew bucket. So it's it got does to be like four feel, inches in diameter bigger. Like it's yeah. so much bigger. It does, it, it's, it does feel a lot easier to jam. It's shorter, which I think, uh, affects how throws go. You get a lot of throws going high that probably shouldn't. Um, but also, uh, friend slash enemy of the show, Brian Gerber, decided he was only going to do a good job when he was on Zach's team. Oh, he, he was fucking, he was lights, fucking out. lights out on Zach's team and just only pooped in his own pants the rest of the time. I couldn't believe it. I was so mad. That's roommate loyalty. That's what, that's what it's all about. You guys have been roomed together for, what, three years now, something like that? But yeah, it's been about three years. Uh, yeah, it feels right. But that was like four years of rooming together. Yeah, you guys are allowed to be friends, but it would be nice if uh, he wouldn't sabotage <laughs> our, our own relationship. Seems like we're on the same team here, Brian. Yeah, compromise <laughs> the integrity of the sport of can jam is just uh, intolerable in my book. Sacred mm-hmm. art of Cam Jam, we're on the same page here. That's right. Speaking of, of sacred arts, I think it's time for the sacred art of grading your beer. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off? Do it. Sure. So I had uh, Medusa Brewing's Dutch Oven Pilsner. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's called Duchovny Pilsner. <laughs> um, 5.2%. Uh, gold, gold award at the World Beer Cup. I'm still not sure what that means exactly. Um, this one was not my favorite. Uh, I've become a bit of a, a Pilsner head over, uh, somewhat recently. And, um, mm-hmm. this one's just a little too, it's too much, I think. Uh, I think I've decided that it was just kind of a, a hoppy kick at the end. Um, and I think it was just a little too much, a little too much bite on, on my Pilsner. I'm just looking for a nice, clean, smooth <laughs> experience from, from start to finish. And, when will uh, the bills, Pilsners calm down so that an everyman can drink them? That's right. Like Alan, this Pilsner's too spicy. <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to give it a five. Um, like, I think it really just it, it just missed the mark a little bit for me. Um, not, not quite what I'm looking for. There's not a lot more to say about it, really, because Pilsners are kind of boring. So... Um, you know, it's nice and light, I guess. Uh, there was very little uh, foam, which, as we learned today, objectively makes a beer better. Uh, you want <laughs> foam all the time, all of it. Uh, 
and this one, you know, very little head on this thing. Um, so I, I gave it a five. I don't know. I'll recommend it to like, if you're trying to get into Pilsners, if you're not fully, uh, pill, pill pilled yet. And you, Ooh, yeah. maybe, maybe I get it. You're like, Oh, I like IPAs. I like hoppy shit. Uh, but I'm getting to be too old to drink a bunch of IPAs one after another. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you like this one. Excellent. Sam. Speaking of people who aren't brainwashed into liking specific styles of beer, I have from Equilibrium and also, I guess, Southern Grist. It's not clear. Control Loops, Double India Pale Ale, 8.5%. Um, it remains unclear to me what this beer thinks it's supposed to be. Because uh, it's definitely hazy, so it should have told me that straight away. And it does seem like it's trying to evoke uh, Fruit Loops. It doesn't say that, but it does seem like that's what it's going for. Uh, so those things are frustrating. But also, I didn't hate drinking it. So I'll give it a 6.1 out of 10. Uh, and I'll recommend it to people who want to drink drinks that make me say, wait a minute, is this good? I cannot tell. I love that. Um, yeah, if you're into mystery, um, I also recommend you listen to Hootie and the Blowfish if you're into that kind of feeling. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, what's this, Flavor Wave Ipa, wait, no, Flavor Wave IPA, um, <laughs> well, it's 6.2 ABV. I'm glad was, you're having fun, buddy. Yeah, that one was just for that, and that's okay. I'm having a great time, I'm having a great time. Um, this was a perfectly adequate um, it's just fine. It's just a just fine IPA. I feel like this happens. Sometimes when I buy beers that I expect I'm going to like and I like them, it's just a kind of flat affect feeling. Um, I feel hollow. I feel uh, like I sold out. Um, but sometimes when I get beers that I think I'm going to fucking hate and it's like not bad, like that pickle beer, this, the, the emotional high off of the pickle beer was uh, incomparable to this, even though it smelled like wet sandwich lettuce. I love, um, I love that beer. I love all pickle beer so far. Um, and this one is like just like like a totally adequate, slightly hazy IPA. Um, I recommend it if you're just like a guy in a backwards hat in like some salmon colored shorts. Um, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love just this. Just say Alan. It's okay. He's not gonna get <laughs> mad at you. If you've got a short sleeve collared shirt on with a bird as the printed pattern, you're going to love this. Um, it, Alan wouldn't like this because it's not a Pilsner. Um, the, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give it eh, like a 6.3. I, I didn't, it, this isn't the, anything I'm going to remember uh, tomorrow and not just because I'm going to drink 17 more of these, uh, but just because it's not memorable. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um uh, I would have and uh, I recommend this to Allen's everywhere. Um, if your name's Allen, this is for you. If your name's Allen, spelled incorrectly, this one's for you. Uh, Sam, what are you drinking next week? I don't know, and you don't fucking deserve to know, you dick. I don't care. I don't care. I just ask because it seems like what you're supposed to do as the host. Okay. I don't yeah, mostly what I do lately is yell at Tyler every time he asks me. So that's just what this is. Zach was actually asking because he doesn't remember any of the social stuff for the sign off. 
So he's just trying to. I'm vamping. <laughs> yeah, I'm vamping. I would uh, love to hear you guys go head to head on our socials. Uh, well, you already said the email earlier, so even though to say I it again totally now, just in case hate. anyone missed that. Well, that's Bruce at Tuesday at Gmail dot com. Um, Bruce, uh, all twos. That's You're the Twitter that doesn't exist. You're Shit. both wrong. Uh, well, I'm looking at you, associate producer. Thursday, Tuesday podcast at gmail.com. That's quite correct. Oh, Damn it. Man, I can't believe our listeners remember that to send the fan mail that they send every week. It's all a bunch of nudes, just piles and piles <laughs> of nudes. Hey, just, hey, man. Fuck you, fuck you, too. I don't know what I did to you guys. Uh, what's, what's the URL... Uh, Zach, is that BruceTooth.com? It is BruceTooth.com. Oh, I have face. And we'll go to <laughs> we'll go to Boris first next on the Twitter. What is the Twitter? Uh, trick question. The Twitter doesn't exist anymore. Correct answer. Trick Hell question. Yeah. The Twitter doesn't exist anymore. Nice. Good job. Um, yeah, no, the the uh, website always comes out from like a part of my body that I imagine like high school chemistry would come out of this me about like <coughs> just some deep part of me, uh the knowledge or some neuron dusts itself off and then fires for the first time in four weeks. Actually it's probably like more like every twelve weeks that I have to do this. Um uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh it was a pleasure seeing both of you. Um we are not gonna talk about Troy Aikman being uh disgusting and Yay. uh Save that for next week. Um, you know, never change. Mike, never change. Sam, change just like a little bit, but not too much. Right. In the in the way you keep telling me pretty much every time we talk, just the regular, normal way. You've got to change your underwear is what I'm saying. You can't you can't just keep putting it back on. I like the one with Spider-Man on it. I'm going to wear it as long as <laughs> I want. I'm an it's adult. Got, it's full of child vomit. you got to yeah, take it it's been, it's been soiled. We know. <laughs> We know your secrets. All right, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Catch you later. I hate both of you. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine.